First and foremost, I'd like to shout out Pastor Muta. I'd like to thank him for giving me this opportunity to speak in front of all of you guys today. It is truly a blessing to serve alongside of him. Amen. So, you know, last time I was up here, I told you guys it was going to be quite some time before I was up here again. I, I spoke clearly into the microphone. I explained it slowly. Yet somehow that recording... There's nowhere to be found. So the Lord works in mysterious ways. I'm up here today in front of you because God had different plans. I want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Now, I'm going to try to get you guys out of here quickly today, mainly because mom has a big meal plan, but it's going to, be la it's going to last a little bit longer than that Ronda Rousey fight. <laughs> Pops wanted me to tell that joke so it could bomb. I was going to blame it on him. <laughs> anyway, we finally made it, y'all. The year of the year of our Lord, 2017. Praise Him. We went through a lot in 2016. We went through a lot in 2016. You know, how many of you guys are happy to see the calendar flip? Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by 2016. Yes, I knew I'd see a lot of hands raised because that's all you guys are posting about on Facebook, and I'm sick of it. That's all you guys are posting about. But I will say this. It has replaced the New Year, New Me posts. Yeah. So for that, we praise him. Yeah. Well, 2016 was rough. We even had somebody start a GoFundMe to protect our national treasure, Betty White. Yeah. Raised 2000 some odd dollars from that. Prince died this year, y'all. Oh. Prince. Purple range. Don't you start with me there. <laughs> so 2016 was a tough year for me, too. Uh, to be honest, the past few years have been kind of tough. My first job I got out of college was fired. Lost that job. Now, I was in advertising sales, and when you don't make, make your quota, you don't reach your budget, you get the ax. You got to go. So I thought to myself, you know, I didn't really like that job much anyway. I, I mean, no big deal. I can find something. I got a decent resume. I can bounce back. I can get back on my feet. Had an interview the next day. Had an interview scheduled the next day. Didn't pan out. No biggie. If I can get an interview that fast, I can get another interview. Applied for position after position after position. Days went by. Weeks went by. <coughs> Months went by. Nothing. So I had no money. I mean, I was dead flat broke. Zero money in my bank account. So there's no money to pay bills. There's no money to pay rent. That's no money doing anything fun with my friends. And at this age, that's something you look forward to doing. Being able to spend money doing stuff fun with your friends, doing hood rat club stuff with your friends. Ooh, I stuttered over that. Anyway. So my relationships with my family and friends was strained. I would wake up in the morning and just stare at the ceiling, just thinking like how worthless I was, how I didn't have anything going on for me. I went through bouts of depression I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even share this with my family. My mom noticed this. She was always asking, are you okay? Are you okay? Mm. And I was like, everything's fine. I was wanting to put on this fake front to feel like I was strong for everyone else. Mm. When I was really going through it, I was really going through a tough time. And top it all off, I lost my grandma that year as well. So 2016 was very tough on me. But through all that struggle, through all the trials, the tribulations, the turmoil, I can honestly say, Past few 
few years have been the best years of my life. Wow. Our hands in prayer. Father God, we'd like to thank you for this day. We'd like to thank you for bringing us through 2016 and bringing us here today to worship you. We'd like to thank you for all the blessings that you will do in our life from here on and forever and for all the blessings that you've done already, Lord. Seen and unseen. We ask that these many other blessings that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I saw a lot of your expressions when I said that. Some of you were looking at me like, what? <laughs> he, through all that, through all that struggle, he still says this is the, these are the best years of his life? Amen. Wow. Some of you probably think I'm lying, to be honest. But they're the best years of my life because through all of that, I built a closer relationship than I ever had with our Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you a few ways to, that you can build your relationship with God and find the same joy I did the past few years in 2017. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6 through 7. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. Kathy is passing them out. Or you can just look on the screen because it's there too. And 21st century church. When you have to say amen. 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 I look dead, moves to dead in the audience. He doesn't like that. Alright. So Isaiah, if you don't have to say slow down. Alright, so we're good. Alright. Verse 6. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of the wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? So we're going to do a little background. So here we're focusing on the, the Israelites. We're putting a magnifying glass on the Israelites. Now, the Israelites were God's chosen people through a promise to Abraham. Okay? Amen. Their, their fast hadn't been yielding the results that they were desiring. So, for some who aren't familiar with fasting, uh, let me put it this way. Fasting is like, say you're working out. You have an ultimate goal to look good, right? So, you cut things out of your diet. Cut out drinking. You cut out uh, desserts. You cut out chips, pop, etc. So you can reach your maximum gains, right? So you cut all those things out. It doesn't mean you don't like those things. It just means that you're sacrificing them to reach, to achieve quicker results. So they're complaining to God, asking, God, uh, why, are you, why are we not getting this breakthrough that we desire? Why, why, why are we not seeing these results? And God's telling them, because you're doing this for your own selfish gain. You know, is, is a heart condition. Yep. So they're complaining to God. And God's telling them, you're using your fast for your own selfish pleasure to gain acknowledgement. Essentially, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. The pain and inconvenience experienced by abstaining from food and things we enjoy is not the goal of fasting. All right. That is the mistake they made. That they assumed that there was something praiseable in the very pain endured fasting. Now, as Christians, how often do we do that? How often do we sit there and, and think to ourselves, you know, 
I've been pretty good lately. Well, yeah, I've showed up to church every Sunday. Didn't cuss off the guy who cut me off in traffic. Uh, retweeted Relevant's uh, Twitter page. Follow us at Relevant House. Uh, I shared our Facebook post. Listened to the podcast. I've been inviting people to church. I uh, give my 10% time. God, my arm's getting tired from patting myself on the back. Where's this blessing I'm promised? That just hit home for me. We treat God like Santa Claus. God, I've been good lately. I've been a good boy. Leave my blessing under the tree. Leave my blessing under the tree. Checks payable to Louis Boyden III. Don't put Louis Boyden because I live at home now and I don't want Pop saying the check is for him. <laughs> I know I'm guilty with this. See, I grew up in church. As Moose had mentioned before, my dad is a deacon at his church. He's a Sunday school teacher. He was leader of vacation Bible school, leader of the tutoring program. My mom's a deaconess, and she's very much so involved in the church as well. So I grew up always knowing what the right thing to say was and the right thing to do was. So I would always say, we had a tradition. We'd always go to New Year's Eve service at the church. I didn't go this year. Other reasons. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> so we always go to New Year's Eve service at church to pray in the New Year. Right? So I get friends and family saying, hey, come to this city. We're going to be partying in this city. It's going to be crazy. you got to be out here. you got to be out here. I'm like, sorry, guys. I'm going to have to sit this one out. I'm going to church. I'm very smug. I'll pray for you guys, though. Very smug. And I sit there and think to myself, see, God, I could be out partying. I could be out having a good time with my friends, but here, I'm here in church. Yep, yep. Wow. I'm acting like God was operating on a brownie point system. Wow. See, that's the problem the Israelites are facing. And that's the danger that we face. Yes, yes. We feel that there's something rewarding coming our way as a direct result of our religious practices. The pain and inconveniences that we endure by the most rigid of fast, the pain and inconveniences that we endure the most rigid of fast are not meritorious in the sight of God. Isaiah 64, 6 says, and Christine took this directly from me when, during her prayer. <laughs> Isaiah 64, 6 says, we have all become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment or a filthy rag. We all fade like a leaf and our in iniquities like the wind take us away. Now, don't get me wrong. Religious practices like fasting are a great practice to build a relationship with God. Yes. But the fasting that God approves of, the fasting that God prompts us to take part in is deeds of justice, kindness, and charity. Yes. Point number one. In 2017, we will not talk about it. We'll be about it. See, we don't want to get caught up in the bumper sticker mentality. Yeah. We love to talk about, to tell people about things that define us, the things we stand for. Have you ever met someone who does CrossFit? Mm -hmm. If you have to think about it, you haven't met someone, because they'll tell you all about it. Yeah. They'll tell you about all the different things they're doing to maximize their gains and everything like that, even if they've only gone once or twice. 
Rather than talking about it, we should be about it. Now, everybody knows the right thing to do. Everyone knows right from wrong. But knowledge of what's right won't transfer to the heart unless there's action that takes place. Turn with me over to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to look at verses 35 to 40. Or just look at the screen. No, don't look at the screen. Turn to it. (laughs) Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 40. Matthew chapter 25 demonstrates this act of faith and obedience that I mentioned before. It says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, say, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Verse number 35 says, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. The connection between Jesus and his people is the most profound of all connections. Everything that's done to a follower of Christ he feels, is, whether good or evil, is done to him as well. So, what we do to his people, we do to him. Mm, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We'll come back to that. What we do to his people, we do to him. Think about that for a second. By showing kindness to the poor, the needy, the sick, we're also showing kindness to God. Think about the condition that Jesus was born into. We just went over the Christmas story last week in the gift last part of the gift series. Jesus was born into the most humblest of conditions. He wasn't born in um, a Holiday Inn. He was, it wasn't a, a Marriott. It wasn't even a Motel 6. We're talking about a zero star, a negative star review on HotelAdvisor.com. He was born next to animals, feces, pee, gross, right? Yeah. That's the condition that he was born into. So he considers favor shown to his people as shown to himself and will reward them accordingly. Verse 36. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. When I look at that verse, I immediately think of the blessing that my friends and family had been to me in my time of need. They came to me in my time of need they, they were there to pick me up. They were there to, to, when I went to wallow in my own self-pity and just ride into my mattress, they were there to pick me up. I was a prisoner of my own situation, and they visited me. They were strong for me when I couldn't be strong for myself. They cared for me. They looked after me. I'll never forget, one of my buddies, I, I was told, you know, just, just leave me behind. Don't, don't even bother thinking of me. You guys go out. You guys go fun. You guys go, go here. You guys go there. Just leave me alone. I, I can sit this one out. I don't want to be a burden to you. I don't want you to feel like you have to financially support me. He said, Lewis, you don't get it, man. We want you around. It doesn't matter what situation we're in, you're in. We want you around. We want to bring you with us. Because things aren't the same without you. If you were sitting here at home, 
uh, just kind of stuck in your situation, then we wouldn't feel good while we're out without you. Plus, we'd probably spend the money on something stupid anyway. Point number two. In 2017, we will love on our neighbors. The Jews considered looking after the sick a very much worthy action. They spoke of the highly and believed they would be rewarded greatly. 37 through 39 says, The righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? This scenario is talking about the time of judgment. The righteous will recognize their works as not worthy. Like we said earlier, like a polluted garment or a filthy rag. They will, they will feel their poor acts of kindness come so far short that, of what they should be that they have no claim to praise or reward. The righteous will inherit the kingdom because of their compassionate works. But not because of their compassionate works, but because their righteousness comes from their transformed hearts in response to Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom. Point number three. We're going through these points. Point number three. In 2017, we will look for God to transform our hearts. Amen. See, my mom taught me a life lesson when I was younger. I was maybe seven or so. So, me, my mom, and my sister Leslie, who's not here today, she's in Philadelphia. Me, my mom, and my sister Leslie were leaving the mall. We were good in the mall. We didn't behave. We didn't disbehave. We weren't uh, acting bad or whining, complaining, so she decided to reward us. So she gets us each a candy bar. My sister gets the Three Musketeers. I think we can all agree Three Musketeers is the most nasty candy ever created. I'm sorry if I offended anybody, but your choice of candy stinks if you like Three Musketeers. I didn't do much better, though. I got lemon heads. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I got lemon heads. So in classic Leslie fashion, if you've ever met my sister, she's she got to have her immediate reward. Like, she's got to take it down. So that candy bar was gone before we even left the parking lot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there one by one, eating my lemonheads, minding my own business, probably humming a little tune in my head in the back of the car. So Leslie starts whining. Well, can I have some of your lemonheads? Well, you, mom, lose my share. So she starts whining. I'm sitting there. <laughs> So eventually, mom got fed up with the whining. She goes, Lewis, share some of your lemon heads with Leslie. So she stops complaining. Meanwhile, I'm like, mom, she didn't share anything with me. I didn't ask her for one bite of her three musketeers. And she didn't offer me one bite of her three musketeers. What should I have to share with her? Mom's like, you have to share. I said, I'm not getting anything out of this. Mom said, your reward is with God. As a seven-year-old, I'm like, whoa! I've been to church. I know what she's talking about. But that didn't mean anything to me at the same time because I'm still seven years old. I'm sitting here thinking, like, no, I want immediate return. I don't even like Three Musketeers, but fair is fair. The things we do for others, we might not always see the immediate return. We may not even notice it as it happens. But regardless, we are to look after God's people. I still want part of her through this computer's years later. But whatever. I'm past that. Kind of. Alright, think of David as he fought Goliath. He was a little 
Luke's shepherd boy who's set to feed his brothers on the battlefield, right? He showed up to serve his brothers. He had no other motives but to serve. And those he, who he went to serve, he ended up ruling over. But he didn't do it to rule, just to serve. And he ended up being Israel's greatest king. And Jesus' great, 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 so odd, great grandfather. <laughs> Point number four. In 2017, we will serve God's people. Verse 40 says, And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it one, to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. What we do to his people, we do to him. I told you we come back to that. What we do to his people, we do to him. Think about all the times you wanted to be nasty towards someone. I'm going to give such and such a piece of my mind. They got me messed up. I'm going to cuss them clean up. All that stuff. What we do to his people, we do to him. Kind of makes you want to treat people a little bit differently, huh? We are put on this earth to serve God's and his people. And his people. Amen. God loves each and every one of us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Yes. He sent his son not only to die for you, but to die for the gossip in your office that gets on your nerves. Yes. He sent his son not only to die for you, but he sent his son to die for that jerk who cuts you off in traffic. Yes. He sent his son not only to die for you, but to die for that person who's done you wrong. Every person who's done you wrong. And they mocked him. And they spit on him. And they beat him. And he died for them. Died for us. So, God wants us to show the same love that Jesus showed to his people. He wants us to show that same love. So in 2017, if we want to build a closer relationship with God, we have to start by building a closer relationship with his people. In the beginning of the message, I told you that these past few years, despite my struggles, they were some of the best years of my life. I saw how God showed up in my life through my family and friends and how they encouraged me and picked me up. And there are people out there that God wants us to bless, he wants to use us to bless these people because what we do for his people, to his people, we do to him. Father God, we just like to thank you for this day. We'd like to thank you for 2016, Lord. We'd like to thank you for all of the struggles that you put us through because today they have made us stronger, Lord. Yeah. We'd like to thank you for all the trials, the tribulations, the times we were too weak because we were able to lean on you, Lord, to make us stronger. Yes. Lord, we know that there's, there was unrest and there's political and cultural and social unrest, Lord, this past year. We ask that in 2017 you watch after us and protect us from all evil, Lord. We, we ask for a 2017 that builds us up, makes us stronger, and that we, each and every one of us, grows a closer, personal relationship with you, Lord. We ask these things and many blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a powerful message, Lewis. We're going to tell you guys who's going to bring it.
awesome. So along the lines with this message of being for God's people in 2017, how we're going to look forward to God's people. So um, a lot of churches start off the year with a fast. And we're no different. We believe that it's a good time for us to center with God and really push forward into the year, putting God first. But this year, we not only want to put God first, we want to put God's people first. So the fastest year is going to be look a little different. For the next five weeks, we're going to do this thing called Fast Five. And the cool thing is that all the other relevant campuses are doing it at the same time. So we've got a movement of people who are starting the year off serving God's people. So this is what I want you to do. Grab this little card. You got it as a handout. It says Fast Five on it. If you didn't grab one, throw your hand up and we can get one to you. We've got a couple of people there who didn't get one. Fast Five. I want you to hold on to this. Because this is what our fast is. So as Lewis talked about in the message, uh, most fasts are withdrawing from the foods that we love or from the things that we love to kind of abstain from these things. But this fast, we're actually fasting forward. We're moving forward in this fast. It's not about drawing back, but it's about moving forward. So over the next uh, five weeks, we've got some challenges that we are inviting everybody here. I would love 100% participation. Can we get 100% participation this morning? Can we do this? I believe that we can do 100% set, uh, participation. I know if we did like a food fast, you're going to be like, yeah, not me, sorry. But no, this, this time, everyone can take part in this. So the first week we're going to do is going to be a food fast. We're going to feed someone this week. Somebody that you've never had lunch with, somebody who you've been meaning to connect with. Maybe it's a friend you haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe it's that coworker that gets on your nerves or your neighbor, Muta, that you're struggling with. I was supposed to feed her back in October if we didn't even um, But so maybe whoever it is, you're going to invite that person out to eat or you're going to make food at home and you're going to invite that person over. And so this week you would be committing to that food fast. The second week is the sick. We want to visit or send a love basket to someone sick. I'm pretty sure all of us know somebody, at least one person who's sick. And if we don't know somebody who's sick, we can always go over to visit a nursing home or the hospital or somewhere where there's somebody who's in need. And literally, you could probably walk into, I don't know, this may be totally wrong, but uh, Jennifer's a nurse here. Maybe you can walk into a unit and say, hey, look, is there somebody who has not gotten any visitation? I would love to just meet with them. I don't know, you may seem like a creeper, but uh, make it happen, try it. Uh, they may let you in. But we want to visit somebody who's sick. Week three, stranger. Do something nice for a stranger. Buy the person behind you coffee, you know, and just say, you know, God bless. Hope you have a, 20, a great 2017. Week number four, drink. Provide or donate water or drink to someone. So this is a good opportunity. So Flint, Michigan still needs water bottles. Hey, send a couple cases there. Hey, to build a, a well in a, a country that's in need, sometimes will cost you like 25 bucks, 50 bucks to donate towards something like that. Give water, give drink some, to somebody who's thirsty. Provide uh, a drink for somebody. And week number five, shoes. So support a gift to someone in need of shoes. And with this, I would just love to add just even any article of clothing. A lot of us, how many people have stuff in your closet that you haven't worn for like a year? 
And you sit there and you wonder like, why do I still have this? So maybe go through your closet, you grab some things, donate it. And this is what we're asking. Like we are all in support of uh, Goodwill Industries and everything that they do. But this is what I'm saying. Donate it to someone who's going to give it away free. Give it to somebody away that's not going to make somebody uh, come in and pay for it. Freely received, freely given. That's what we want to do. We want to give to somebody else. So if you want to take part in this fast, if you're going to commit to take part in this fast, this is all I want you to do, is put your name at the top. Put your name at the top, and then check off all the weeks that you're going to be participating in. Each week, we'll hand you a new card that is only going to have one item. So that week, so next week, you'll have one that just says week one food. Did you do that? And you're going to write your name and check off, I did this. And we just want to see how we love on people for this month to begin the year. Isn't this a great way to start off the year? Isn't that such an awesome uh, way to start off the year? So guys, let, as you're writing and checking off, let me just pray over this real quick. And then I'm going to ask uh, the house crew to come up and take up the offering this morning. God, we just thank you so much for just allowing us to just sit in your presence, Lord, and hear such a powerful word from Lewis, God. We thank you for uh, just the conviction of how sometimes it's so easy to just get caught up in ourselves and wallow in our need and wallow in our self-pity and not look forward to what you're doing in other people's lives and not even look at how you've used other people in our own lives. So, God, I pray that we may join you and partner with you this year. May we kick off 2017, Lord, with our hands and our hearts looking outwards. God, I pray that we may serve your people boldly this year, that we will love across boundaries, that we would truly live out our vision and make a tangible difference in our community, region, and world. Not just talk about it, God, but be about it. God, that's what we're asking for. Change our hearts, Lord, so that we can have a heart like Jesus. That is for your people. And God, I pray for everybody who's going to be giving this morning. I pray that you would bless all the gifts. And those who couldn't give, Lord, I pray that you may bless them as well, too. And uh, provide for them so that they can partner with you in your mission uh, during giving or donating to your mission in some way, shape, or form, God. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, I pray.